2: is the GoBirds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer with you. Elliot, live from Indianapolis. Funny. Live from in
3: Indianapolis. How you doing? doing? Well, out here doing yeah. my Big J thing. Uh, yes. So the whole thing with the combine, and I even hate myself for saying this because people always do the whole, the cool thing is you go out at night and there's blah, blah, blah. Well, I did the thing where I went out last night. I was out, <laughs> <laughs> I was out until... 4 a.m., which oh is like, oh my goodness, unbelievable. It's probably gonna take me a full week to recover. The, so I will real say, quick,
2: real quick, let me just comment on the 4 a.m. I was awake for work 40 minutes before you. I should have,
3: have thought go. of this when I was walking you have home.
2: We could have chatted. I, I, it would have been, been
3: unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um. The good news is, and this is a good lesson for everybody out there. I did not drink the whole time, and I had light beer. The you know, I think IPAs are like the devil's drink, so I'm off yes. those. But but It was good, so we'll get into that type of stuff. I have a lot of little you know, ESP nuggets we can get. Yes, into. I like yeah. you gotta do that little, ESP nuggets little little yes. buzz from the
2: combine Love with the, it.
3: You know, what the people are saying. So, but obviously, there's a much more important
2: issue at hand. Yes, yeah. uh, the fact that you are a warrior yes. potting after say, to 4 a.m. Yes, that yes. is the more important issue. No, let's get to uh let's get to the tweet heard around the world as uh my guy Chauncey Gardner Johnson just Letting it all hang out, Elliot. Uh, so why don't you do the honors, considering uh, CJGJ? The big takeaway from this, I think, even bigger than what he wrote, clearly an ESP fan retweeting. Yeah, I mean, ESP. he must yeah.
3: shadow follow me because he doesn't. No big deal to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, but and shadow also follow. got to tweet some some buzz up to ninety thousand views on the video. Um, oh, well, it's funny. You. So I wake up this morning, you know, after four hours of sleep. And I see texts from, I think it's like you and Jack, like sending me the tweet. And at first I'm like, did they Photoshop this? Like, why would Chauncey Gardner Johnson quote tweet my tweet? So he quote tweets the tweet of Gannon, who spoke yesterday. Arizona Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon, mm-hmm. and he's—I asked him, uh, like, enemy.
2: I like to call him enemy of Philadelphia, Jonathan Gannon. But let's go with Arizona Cardinals, yeah, the coach, guy yes.
3: that helped them get to the Super Bowl, correct? Yeah, but, the guy
2: that lost them the Super Bowl. Yes,
3: yeah. got it. Got well, it, got so it. okay, you know, whatever. We're not going to make. We're, we're not doing that again. Yeah. But anyway, so I asked Gannon yesterday, like, about uh, it. Was a lot of questions about the Super Bowl, and he did not seem. In a mood to discuss it, like oh, you want
2: to say he yeah. answered your question probably because like you know you had yeah, his back, so he's like back, I'll gelli yeah. it up. McLean asked a question, he's like nope, sorry pal, Shut yeah. it down. Nothing well, else to say. Move on. I will say thanks, John.
3: I do J-J- feel a little James bad. It's loser. like his introduction, you know, like it's like his. Uh, like introduction to the NFL world as a head coach. And he has to sit there and talk about the game, but it is what it is. When you don't talk after the game, this is what it is. So I asked him about part of the job. Yeah. It's part of the job. I asked him about the Super Bowl, and he says, I'm paraphrasing, but what you would expect, I had to do a better job. We weren't good enough. Like blah, 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 whatever. Right. So Chauncey Gardner, Johnson quote tweets this morning. Have to wonder if he was up late considering he tweeted it. And then said he went back to sleep, but he, Mm -hmm. uh, he tweeted essentially you didn't put us in position to make plays and then deleted it. So,
2: I mean, which, I don't think you're going to Which we all know with CJGJ, this guy is on Twitter a lot. He tweets a lot. He knew, oh, he yeah. knew it was a tweet and delete. He knew that people were going to take screenshots. He yeah. went, like, this was very purposeful.
3: So, I mean, look, I think we all know what my opinion is going to be on this, uh-huh. but like, this is what I don't get. So the, the tweet itself. And then the topic, the tweet itself obviously shouldn't tweet it. I appreciate people are honest. I I am of the, like the ilk. Is that the phrase of when I hate when athletes say something? Thank you. I hate when athletes say something honest. And then we're like, how could you say that? And then when they say nothing, we're like, well, they didn't say anything. I appreciate him saying how he feels. I do. But the world is the world that we live in. And he knew it was going to be like this. He's a free agent. I I just like, what, what does he gain? From ripping Jonathan Gannon, like what does he gain from that? Like at the end of the day, it, you know, if Gannon didn't put him in positions to make plays in the Super Bowl, then they, does Gannon like deserve credit for all the interceptions? Like it can't be both ways. It can't be when the defense is bad, the the coach was bad, but when the defense was good, it was just the players. Like I think it's a mixture of both. And also, like Chauncey Gardner Johnson's right, Gannon wasn't good in the Super Bowl. I've I've been Gannon's one of Gannon's biggest defenders, right. I don't think I've said once on this pod that the defense was good in the Super Bowl. They were bad in the second half. They absolutely were. So at the end of the day, Chauncey Gardner Johnson's right. He was like the defense was not good in the Super Bowl, and but I just don't get what he benefits. I don't get how he benefits from ripping Gannon like this.
2: Like what's well good. I agree with you. I think it was it was really dumb of him to do it, especially, again, as you mentioned, as a free agent. You know, like, I don't know how it possibly yeah. could help his value. Well,
3: but I, saw but- a really funny, I did see a funny tweet. Uh, Ike Reese tweeted at me something like, why would you do this when there's 32 teams that you could sign with? Don't think he's going to Arizona, if I not No, take it. yeah. I just, no, it's <laughs> I think a good get point. Arizona out of the race for the – Yeah, uh, but
2: here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I think that it only adds credence to it, though, right? Like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson knows he has nothing to gain from doing this, and yet he still felt compelled to do it. He is that annoyed or, or doesn't like Gannon or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to say – to put that out there, when it it could actually, and I don't think it'll ultimately hurt his bottom line, but theoretically, it could hurt. It the definitely could. One hundred. Johnson Gardner Johnson makes in the NFL, like so, he feels really strongly about it. That is my takeaway from this, and I think it it just shows. Like, I think how could you not take this and saying that. Look, players on the team didn't love playing for Gannon that much, or at least a certain portion. We heard Fletcher Cox talk about it when Gannon was here, and, you know, talk, throw some things out there and all that type of stuff. But I don't know how you could look at this as any other way than at least certain players on the team were not fans of playing for Jonathan Gannon. Like, I I think it's, and and again, the fact that he had this much to lose from doing it monetarily, I think the fact that he did it really says something about how that locker room felt about Gannon, personally.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. I think, like, you uh, you talk about the Fletcher Cox stuff last year, talking about Gannon. You talk about this. Like, yes, I would agree that this is probably a hint or a look into somehow the players feel about Gannon. Now, I do think sometimes, and I think this was the case with Carson Wentz and with, like, Chip Kelly. You can, not you, but we will do a thing where we do, like, well, the locker room doesn't like them. The reality is there's probably plenty of players in the locker room that like them Their Carson shades
2: of gray. Yeah, sure. like,
3: so Chauncey did this and i would guess that you know they're not friends because you know me and you are friends i would never rip you but i definitely wouldn't do it on twitter like no if you practice.
2: were gonna rip me you'd call me up and be like bro what yeah the hell? exactly yeah. well
3: i'm not confrontational so i'd probably just, no you're not
2: you're yeah not. i'm way i'm way more confrontational than yeah but, I, I would i would call you and be like yeah, what the hell exactly
3: yeah <laughs> I wouldn't get a tweet being like, uh, Elliot didn't put me in a position to have a good pod. No, no,
2: that would not happen, buddy. But, um,
3: I I think it's an indication that Chauncey Gardner Johnson is not a Gannon fan, but I also think this goes back to like, why I said that I wouldn't hire him as a head coach. Like I've never got the feeling that the players like loved Gannon. I I think that, I mean, you know, he helped a lot of them have a career year. Like Chauncey Gardner Johnson is going to get paid a lot of money because of the year he had. And You know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's a great player. Hassan Reddick is a great player. The guys that had great years are great players. But ultimately, we we can't pick and choose when Gannon gets credit and when he doesn't. Like, Gannon helped these guys have career years in his defense. Doesn't mean Gannon was a good coordinator. Doesn't mean Gannon was, like, a great coordinator. It doesn't mean that he wasn't his fault they lost the Super Bowl. But the reality is, if you're Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you just, in Gannon's defense, had a career year that's going to make you a lot of money. Like he traded for you, he played you at the position. Well, you he didn't
2: trade for him. I mean, whatever. how he Fine. did? His he
3: team, did. like whatever. They the Eagles traded for you. The Eagles played you in the position you wanted to play. They're gonna you're gonna make a lot of money.
2: I just again, I mean, I, but I, it seems like Chauncey thinks he could have done better with a different coordinator. Like what does that say? But the what does defense, that say? The
3: was was good. Was actually, I'll take that back. The defense it was, was great. super talented.
2: Uh, it was yeah, as talented the defense as we've had good. here and since the nineties. They were 90s. bad
3: in the Super Bowl. Everyone thought they were going to be bad in the Super Bowl. I don't think any people realistically, deep down, thought they were going to shut down Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And so it's like you know, you didn't put his in position to make plays. Like yeah, man, he got out coached by Andy Reid. We know this. We know this. This is not breaking news to anybody. We watched the game. He was outcoached by Andy Reid. My only argument has ever been, there's
2: not a ton of shame in that. Like, it's disappointing. I, mean, he's I agree. He was outcoached and outplayed by every good quarterback he ever faced in an well, Eagles We're talking Euro. about the Super Bowl. I, I, but, but again, we're not. Like, this is not just the Super Bowl. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson does not Put that tweet out there if it's just about the Super Bowl. It's about Jonathan Cannon. It's about how he yeah. feels about Jonathan Gannon. Like if, if he loved JG and had a great year with him and then just messed up in the Super Bowl, he doesn't do that. He doesn't put that out there. He put it out there because he doesn't think Jonathan Gannon's as good as his job as everyone else does, or at least the NFL does. Like right. that, that he was making a point saying this guy's not that good. This guy is not good. He said, You did not do your job, is what he yeah. said publicly to the freaking world. Like you can't like shirk that off. Like this I'm is not a- shirking
3: it off. I agree. He's saying Gannon did a bad job. My only counter I'm saying is we all saw he did a bad job in that game.
2: So, but I think like- he did a bad job. I just, I think Gannon and I've said this the whole time is not that good a defensive coordinator. He had the best, most talented defense we've had here in 30 years or whatever, since like the Reggie days, practically just in terms of pure talent on the defensive side of the football any and they got a lot of sacks that the, the upfront guys were awesome and right. got to the quarterback and stuff, and Gannon. Like Gannon, I don't think Gannon's the worst defensive coordinator ever, but I don't think he makes teams better. I think if you give him a lot of talent, he'll do a fine job. He'll do a good job, but if you don't have talent, he's going to stink. And I just, I just think he's not that good a coach. That, that's where and I'm at with John. Honestly, Gannon. Like, I think with, he's a fraud as a like a, okay. again. You know, in terms of like like the whole Sirianni thing, like connecting with players. Like I think he's got no chance to be Nick Sirianni with that type of I, stuff. I, pew, I agree. pew
4: pew 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 pew. I agree with you on
2: and again, all the stuff. players who he was coaching already talking out on him after the defense had a career season he's still getting guys he's and he's gone like i, I just this is such a statement and a a, 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 a showing to me that if i feel validated with my thoughts on gannon cuz i well, think the gannon, i think the locker room thought gannon was overrated What's so funny is parts like, of the locker. It's so funny how
3: we've debated Gannon on this pod for I mean two years now, pretty much like a year and a half, whatever, and how you just described Gannon. Like I agree with most of that. My point <laughs> was never. My point was never that Gannon is some like phenomenal defensive mind. My point was basically like he. While he was a coordinator this year, they had a great defense, and they struggled against great quarterbacks because defenses struggle against great quarterbacks. Like we'll talk about Sean DeSai, I'm sure coming up. Yep, I got news for you. Like Sean DeSai is probably going to run pretty much the same defense Gannon does. Like it is what it is, right? But so,
2: will he adjust? Will he be able to adapt? Will he change what he's well, doing Gannon against better quarterbacks? He's Indeed. going to, I bet. Like. Gannon, dude, they they went through a stretch of the of the year where they had like the second
3: like the best second half defense in the NFL. Now they again, you're gonna, they didn't play anybody. I get it, and but they like, didn't. They had great players, and they played no quarterback. They had a great yep. defense. They had great players, and they had a great defense so until like, they I,
2: played a great quarterback. Never. Yeah, we don't coach. have to make this
3: a in debate. But like to back to the tweet, right? I do agree with you that this is probably a hint into how players feel about Gannon. Like no question about it. Like uh, like he tweets that out. It's not a thought he had when he woke up right away. It's probably something the players have talked about over the last few weeks. It's probably something they talked about leading up to the game. Like I I agree with you on all that, right? So it is a bad look for him to tweet it, but you are right that I also think this is an indication of how the players, or at least, you know, a subsection of the players, whatever felt about Gannon. And it's why I wouldn't have hired him as a head coach. It's why I don't think he'll be successful in Arizona. Like, all that being said, I do think he was overly criticized here. Like I think there's true, there's there's good and bad of Gannon, just like every coach. I just I I agree that the tweet is a bad look for him, but also a good look into probably how the locker room feels about him.
2: All right, let's get to decide, and then I want to get into buzz from the combine. You know, you always say the combine isn't about the draft; it's about free agency, and I want to hear what you're hearing right. out there and well, kind I have stuff like that. One more question about Chauncey: would, Yeah, would this,
3: sure. Would you would this impact you wanting him back on the team? Like, honestly, no. not not the whole, like, sign him. Like, no, what, no,
2: what, no, 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 it wouldn't. I, I get it. But look, I just think, I mean, look, the, this is the way football is. You're always going to have guys on teams who are going to be a little bit loose. I mean, we already have guys, right? A.J. Brown makes mistakes on Twitter. Darius Slay makes right. mistakes on Twitter. Like, Sean's a good football player. I love his energy on the field. I love what he brings from that perspective. So, no, I, I, this isn't, I get it. I could see how a team would be like, do we want that type of, of thing? But it's, it's it's not like he's saying like horrible things. He's just going at his old defensive coordinator, right. It's competitive. like I, I don't
3: I don't hate it. I do think as much as I think the culture with this team was really good, it is interesting how they lost the Dallas game. Darius Slay's calling out Josiah Scott. They lose the Super Bowl. a j. Brown's calling out the yeah. punter. you know, yeah. Chauncey Gardner Johnson's tweeting about the coordinator. Like this team, when they've lost this year was not now, They were way better than the Niners were like all those things. Right. Like the majority of the locker room stood up and was like very professional about it. And, you know, Slay has been very professional too, but it is, you know, after 2 there they're two like real losses this year. And then also the Saints one, I guess, I don't remember anything after that, but there were like some moments this season where the the locker room wasn't exactly not pointing fingers.
2: Well, it's going to be interesting. Look, cause I, you know, as, I think they're going to be good next year. We're we'll obviously get to that down the road once all these moves are made. And I think Jalen's going to take a leap. I already told you I bet on him to win MVP right. on the parks app. Everyone check that out. Um, but I um, I mean, I don't think they're going to be 14 and three next year. I think there'll be no. more downs than there were this year. So it'll be interesting. It's something to monitor, you know, because we have given Sirianni a lot of credit for the culture and the locker room and all that. So, so they're winning, winning breeds, good culture too. So it's an yeah. interesting one. All right. I want to get to decide quickly. Um, I have my thoughts on him. I want to start with your thoughts as the preeminent defensive coordinator speaker <laughs> yes, on, the, you know, you, yes, this is, mind who knows, you, you, you might not know it, but you could be saying Sean, Desai's name more than anyone else for the next Good three point. years of your life. A you year know, how
3: we'll be, this, this will be, right. you'll be going, yeah. he always gets beat by, by great quarterbacks and I'll go, well, that's what defenses do. So we're essentially just switching the name out in the thing. No, I All mean, right. here, thoughts here, on this side. Yeah. So my thought on it is this. I think it was a difficult job to hire for because they're a team to your point. They're not going to go 14 and three next year. We don't think, but they are supposed to win the super bowl. Like that's the expectation for next year, or at least be very, very good. So you're trying to hire somebody that has experience in the way that they have to win right away. Like there's no learning on the job, but also I think when you hire any position outside of expectations, you want somebody like I'm not big on retreads, right? Like I want someone that's young that has like new ideas, like those type of things. So I think that Sean Desai is probably the best mixture of those two. I don't think he's not, I wouldn't have hired Mike Zimmer, but he's not Mike Zimmer in the way that he's like a seasoned vet. That's going to come in here right away. Right. But he's also not somebody that's like, you know, a linebackers coach, like a Nick Rallis at the Cardinals hired. Like Nick Rallis is super young, has never done the job. He's
2: like a decade younger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas
3: Sean Desai has done the job. He did it in Chicago. He uh, did essentially it in Seattle. I know he wasn't the coordinator, but he was an assistant head coach on the defensive side of the ball. So he was very involved in that defense. So, I look, I haven't watched a lot of Bears and Seahawks games of, to, like, break down the defense yet. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm, like, uh, like know what his scheme is. But a couple things. One, if you look at the Seattle and Chicago defenses, like, they were they were interesting because they gave up a lot of points But there were things you could look at, like the secondary was good. Like there were aspects of the defense that I think was good, and they didn't have a ton of talent. Like now, this Eagles defense might not have a ton of talent. Well, that was
2: something I was going to say when you were talking about like how attractive a job it is to add in the fact that it's going from this unbelievably talented defense looking at you know you're going to take losses and you're going to have to develop young guys and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, well, they might, and we'll get into this with free agency. They might be, they might be playing young guys. Right. But,
2: what, but anyway. I mean, yeah, so, like play, play and develop. That's what I meant. Yeah, like exactly, guys are going right. to have, you're going to have to play some young guys. Yeah. So
3: um, my guess is in terms of his scheme, just listening to, to Nick talk yesterday, I do not think that he's going to come in here and be the scheme that people want. Like, I don't think he's going to come in and, and I don't well, think Nick
2: made it here. very clear. Nick said part of the reason they hired him was right. because he does a lot of the things we're doing already. And, and I'll, <laughs> say,
3: I'll say this though. Like, I didn't like that answer from Nick. And I also didn't like it on the offensive side of the ball where you're just like on the offensive side of the ball. If I remember correctly, he said something he's like,
2: like this is great. We're good. Well, he's also like, we're going
3: to do things exactly the yeah. same way. I was like, I what? Might- all right, bro, like you better, they better have a counterpunch ready. And I think they do, but if they think they're just gonna roll out next year and do the same stuff and get the same results. So
2: just to give him just to give him a little pet, he might be talking about from an operational perspective, like the way we coach things, the yeah. way we teach technique, the way like you could be talking about that kind of stuff and not necessarily it, like sure. an obvious look, Jalen's gonna be the quarterback, so the scheme is gonna be somewhat similar. You're not gonna completely yeah. change, but but I, I I'm with you. Like, I hope he means that. Not literally literally, yeah, and you know, you know obviously, like I don't think I'm sure I don't, he think, doesn't.
3: He doesn't. Sure he I don't think he's standing up at the podium and being like, Hey guys, we're all gonna run the same plays next. Like, so get I, ready
2: for it, NFL. Same offense coming at you,
3: right? But that is one of my concerns to tie in Brian Johnson, who I think is a great hire. But like, I don't know, it would be nice to have some outside eyes on the offense from somebody. Like, if you look at Doug in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, did he hire a single offensive coach outside the building? until scangarello and that was like a disaster like I, like it was grow it was uh press t- like so they brought I
2: in think- marty as like a uh right assistant type guy but right. yeah you're uh, right and even he has like
3: history with doug but so to to keep on sean desai i think he's gonna come in here i think he's gonna do a lot of the same things i think there will certainly be some differences but at the end of the day. I think that the defense is probably going to be very similar. I think the defense is going to probably be really good against bad quarterbacks. Cause they're going to have at the end of the day, still a decent amount of talent. They're going to have a son Reddick. They're going to right, But I think that at the, also they're probably, he's probably going to struggle against great quarterbacks. So I think it's a good hire in the way that he's young, he seems to be le- well liked. If you you know read things about him in Chicago and Seattle, I'm excited to talk to him and get like a vibe perspective uh, of him. Because again, like I never loved Gannon's vibe, so maybe Sean Desai is better in that way. But ultimately, when I think about the hire, I think it's the best possible hire they probably could have made, considering the tough circumstances they were in with it.
2: I really like Dyer. I yeah. like it quite a bit after doing research on Desai and reading about him. Um, he has a lot of the traits that when we, when we came around on Nick, you know, after we got through the first press conference and really kind of learned about him and all that, we're like, Oh, this guy's a teacher. You know, this guy, this guy is someone who who uses education as a way to teach right. football, as a way to make players understand. I mean, decides the same thing. I mean, this guy has a doctorate in education. This guy went to, Colum- he yeah. went to Columbia to get his master's degree. He got a doctorate at temple. He was an adjunct professor at temple while he was also coaching football. Like, this guy's really smart, really, really smart. He's got multiple advanced degrees. You know, he cares about education and then he worked his way up on a football field. He was an adjunct professor and like helping on Al golden staff at temple. And from there temple worked may. his way, temple may, baby, you're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> and he worked his way up and he worked his way up the ranks. And, and it seems like he's clearly very bright. He's uh someone who, who, um, cares about education, cares about teaching players, all that type of stuff. So look, I don't know what he's like personality wise and all that. And I do think that matters. You know, I'm big on that type of stuff and it's part of the reason that I think Sirianni is such a great coach. So yeah. I don't know enough about decide, but in terms of, of everything I've read and look, I'm with you, like he is a Fangio guy, but it seems like he, his scheme is is a little different from Gannon. It's a lot of the same tenants and stuff, but he is a little bit more aggressive with press coverage, with things like that. A lot of the things that, that drove us crazy on a a game to game basis with Gannon when we were complaining about Gannon. And look, it's ultimately going to come down to how much of an, how much, how good he is at adjustments, how good he is at, at, changing his game plan when he's facing Patrick Mahomes and not just doing what he, you know, that type right. of stuff when he's so, so we don't know enough about it, but in terms of like what we can know and what we can read, I'm really impressed with him. I, I think he's an impressive hire yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, and not to mention the first Indian American coordinator in the history of the sport, yeah. which is awesome. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I don't think we know enough about him as a person and, and his, the way you interlate. Cause again, you know, Gannon, I'm with you. Like part of the reason I didn't like Gannon from the jump was he just came off as a fraud to me. He came off as inauthentic. Like the whole thing we loved about Nick where we're like, this guy's going to be Nick Sirianni in any situation, anywhere. And he doesn't care. He doesn't yeah. care if people call him a boob or p- call him a goof or I, think I it's whatever. Him, yeah, and and I never got that from Gannon. I never got that from Gannon, and not that I was around him a ton. Not I don't know him well or anything. But it always felt like he was uptight. It always felt like he was kind of like, you know, it it wasn't natural I mean, dude, and I, I've authentic. been
3: saying this about I am with you on this. I've always yeah. said it after his press conferences. So so and that we'll matters to me. So an interesting dynamic to this um, is it seemed like the players wanted Denard Wilson, if I'm not mistaken. I know Slay tweeted about it. Didn't Chauncey tweet about it too? I I,
2: I, like, I didn't see it. I'm not sure, but all
3: right, maybe not. But I do know there was vocal support for him to get the job. Nick talked about Denard Wilson yesterday. He made it sound like he might not even be back.
2: Right? I was my so, takeaway too. Yeah. So
3: for what it's worth, like you know, the players really wanted Denard Wilson. Chauncey's already been clear. He he's willing to be vocal about stuff he doesn't like. Like I just do wonder. I think Sean Desai is going to have to come in and win over this locker room like any head coach. I'm sorry. Any coordinator does like, of course, but I'll just be curious to see the dynamics with Denard Wilson. If he does leave, if he does stay, Um, if I'm not mistaken, Nick even used the word like dynamic up there. So I wonder how the, you know, how Denard will feel about not getting the job. But no, look, I think everything you said, uh, I'm more in on the hire than I was before you said, like, I already liked the hire, but I, I didn't know the thing about his education uh, in his, I, I agree. That's something you I really like about Nick. So, I again, I think it was the best hire they could have made. Like, if you would have laid given them all given the out,
2: circumstances, I totally agree. Especially because they I had to get a late Hardy start. Wilson. Other teams were able to interview. Other teams were able to hire before the Eagles were even able to. They, they didn't even know Ganim was leaving
3: till after the Super well Bowl, And it's also know? a lateral move. Like you don't really see t- guys make lateral moves,
2: right? So yeah. they got
3: somebody from from that respect. Also, Pete Carroll. Seemed a little salty that,
2: uh, that they took. I that thought game. that was really interesting. And, yeah. and, uh, Drew and Westchester, you know, our buddy Drew Bayless, who I saw in the chat before made this point on the show that, that Carroll's had a lot of success with developing coordinators, defensive yeah. guys and stuff like that. So yes. that is something, well, like Pete, Pete Carroll, whatever you want to say about him, one of the great defensive minds of this generation or of the last you know generation and learning from him is not a bad thing.
3: Yeah. Well, good point in the chat. Speaking of the chat, uh, Drew brings up that Nick won players over after a bunch of them wanted deuce. So, yeah, it's you know, another good point. A similar situation. But and
2: ultimately, look, on a basic level, I don't want them hiring the coach because the players want him. I'm yeah, sorry. I agree like, with that. I appreciate it's important that the players are into the coach, but ultimately, that that can't be the reason you hire your defensive coordinator.
3: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
4: i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on we talk about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball whether it's opening day the big tournament or one of the majors we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens listen on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts
3: right it's like why gannon's still a good coordinator even if the players didn't like him right at the end of the day that's not like there you go buddy there you um, go. I, i do think like and we'll get it we can maybe talk about brian johnson i don't know how much there is to say about him but uh I do think what I like about Sean Desai as well, as opposed to promoting Denard Wilson, is the fresh eyes coming in, right? Like he might want to run similar schemes. And I think, look, Nick's the head coach. So I think Sean Desai will be the head coach of the defense. But ultimately Nick decides like the, the core of their defense in terms of like what they value, what they don't want to give up those things. So I think there will be similarities, but it is a good thing to have a fresh set of eyes come in. Like at the end of the day, like I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I think being really good next year is going to be hard if it's the same exact guys, like all those things. So I do think a fresh set of eyes, a fresh kind of like breath of fresh air will be good uh, for the defense.
2: All right. Uh, let's get to Brian Johnson and the Combine Buzz in one second. Download the BetParks Sportsbook come on, and Casino. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, seriously, this we've had so much fun with this app. Obviously, if you've been in the chat, you've heard us talk about it all. Playoff run. You can bet on anything and everything. Basketball betting is back. Thank it goodness! Is. Finally getting into it. I'm finally starting to get a roll now. Yeah. You know, I I might have bet on on the Sixers on on Saturday night, wow. and I might have lost. And that Embiid shot went in, and I was I was pretty sad about it. Let me tell you, Dude, both well, from as a Sixers fan and as a gambler, it wasn't great.
3: On that game, I also had the Sixers winning. Didn't win that one, but also I had Embiid and Harden points. And if had it gone to overtime, like would, had, oh. I would have hit yeah oh so, my god. so it was dude i was watching that shot live like i was, I
2: was so uh, was i so it was, was I. unbelievable, unbelievable.
3: like the, unbelievable. the fact that I went in it would look like a well like
2: because a you don't when, when he threw yeah and when he threw it we didn't like in the moment you don't see how you clearly like, track it was,
3: the ball too like and you
2: don't track the, the the shot clock thing as quickly like i thought he got it off i'm like oh my god we're going overtime it's amazing and then it's like no, yeah. no, no, megan it. it's like oh, god, well no. i thought it's
3: so funny how he didn't even act like, he, like he was like, yeah, I, he, knew. he knew, he knew, he knew, yeah. he
2: knew, He um, knew. but Sean that's the point. I think about when you have money on these things, if you had, yeah. had money the other way, you'd been ecstatic. That's what's <laughs> so fun about gambling on sports. So Sean brings
3: up a good point. He lives in Maryland. He says he can't use a parks app, which is unfortunate, but you know what, Sean, you can still download the app. Cause you might yeah. be in PA at one
2: point, yeah, that's right. And and uh, I appreciate that in his mind, he's an active part exactly. Sir. Yes, shout out to Sean, uh, and shout out to everyone who's downloaded the app and have fun with us. And again, it's not just basketball, obviously, you can bet on baseball right around the corner. Uh, Futures. Yeah. Elliot and I, uh, probably uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll do our classic, yes, baseball over. Yes. Under spot.
0: Cannot wait. I'm already researching getting it ready,
2: it really yeah. is. I keep it every year. I have the sheet of paper, I'll tell you, I did last year. Um, all right. I'm excited to hear that. I don't remember, but I'll go through and I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> right. um, but but you can only have fun with us with this stuff. And the Parks Picks Pod coming tomorrow, talking about uh, all this stuff. Like, you can only do that if you, if you have a little fun with us on the app. So download the app in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at betparks.com. Use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Uh, first bet up to $750 in site credit if you don't win. It is an amazing deal. Do it with us. Have some fun with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. All right. Before we get to the buzz from the combine, quick thoughts on Brian Johnson. We kind of knew this was coming and talked about it, so we don't need to dive deep. But just yeah. quick thoughts on the on the Johnson hire. Since well, it's a I,
3: I also think we should point out you brought up how Sean Desai is the first, uh you know, coordinator. What? Yeah, you, right? India He's the first Indian American
2: coordinator Indian in the American history of the NFL. Yeah.
3: But also now the Eagles have three coordinators who are all minorities. I think yep. this is the first time in a really long time, which isn't great, but the first time in a long time that they've hired minority candidates for both offense and defensive coordinators.
2: Oh, yeah. So, They're the only so team in the NFL, I believe, with it.
3: Yeah. So Brian Johnson as a coach and as as a coordinator. I think I think there's a really good chance, like, in a year or two, he's a head coach somewhere else. I think he has those qualities. Like, you talk about what Gannon doesn't have quality-wise. I think Brian Johnson has that in spades. Like, being around him – uh, watching videos of him giving speeches, like the job. Again, we often credit Jalen, rightfully so, because Jalen does a lot That's of a work. great
2: point, Elliot. We never but, give like, Brian Johnson any credit. We we'll give Sirianni credit. credit. Yeah, right. And I mean, the, the improvement that
3: Jalen has made has arguably been one of the best improvements we've ever seen an NFL player make from being a guy that people didn't even think could play quarterback. I think it's now- the biggest. I yeah, it's the biggest, like, I, right. I, honest, I'm
2: serious. I think it's the biggest leap I've ever seen a player take in my life. Watching That's football. what I'm saying.
3: Right. So, so ultimately again, Jalen gets the credit because he does the work, but Brian Johnson has been with him every step of the way, right? Like the dude's known him since he was a kid. So if you want to talk about just somebody that we know can make the best out of players, Brian Johnson has that hundred percent. We know he's a great coach. He's tight with Jalen. He's called plays before, not in the NFL, but he's called plays before. He's going to call, call play with the Eagles. My only hesitation would just be it's a not fresh set of eyes. But ultimately, again, there's no perfect coach. And this guy is about as perfect of a coach as you could have hired. And I'll say this, that had he not been a coordinator here, he would have been a coordinator elsewhere. So he was going to get a job. It's not like the Eagles just promoted him to promote him. If they don't promote him, he's gone. He's probably with the Jets or something like that, right? So ultimately, I think it was a great hire. I do think on offense – while well, they're going to have to have a counterpunch, and they're going to have to change their offense in some ways. And I'm sure there'll be some new wrinkles with him as coordinator. Bottom line, his offense was awesome last year and they're returning a ton all like basically all their starters, right? We'll get into
2: other than like games. maybe Isaac Samalo. Yeah. yeah and,
3: and look, we'll and talk Kelsey. about Kelsey. We'll, so see, it we'll see what got got But but ultimately they're going to have the same receiver, same quarterback, a lot. of So I think that while you're going to have to have wrinkles, the the, the team's going to be as good as the offense is. And with Brian Johnson, I think there can be a lot of confidence that the offense can be just as good, if not better than they were last
2: year. Yeah. Look again, you know, it's one of those things where, as you, as you pointed out, you know, you're around the team. So you have a a better feel, but we're not. And the quarterback's coach doesn't really talk much, you know, so you don't really get a feel for him. (laughs) Exactly. So you don't get a feel for him. You don't get a feel for whatever, but all we can do is, is look at the, a, the resume, and B, what people say about him and how wanted he is across yeah. the NFL, like you pointed out. Even when he was hired, you know, for getting the Jalen connection, everyone was like, wow, he's a home run hire. Like, this guy's a superstar. He's going to be a star. Yeah. You heard so much of that stuff. um, So it seemed like a total no-brainer, a total no-brainer for him. Yeah. And again, the connection to Jalen, you know, I'm sure that matters. I'm sure it matters. I'm sure, to your point, it helped him take the leap. He's known JNC was two years old, too. Well, and also... So- Last year, one thing we talked a
3: lot about with Jalen, and you brought it up a ton, was just the continuity in the coaching staff and how that was going to help him. Like, you're losing Steichen. Obviously, he's gone. But having Brian Johnson will at least help with that continuity of keeping Jalen with the same coaches, the same system around him. Uh, for now, you know, the second year in a row or it's like third offseason or whatever. So I think that that's a, a benefit as well.
2: All right, let's get to the combine, the buzz. What have you heard? Elliott Short Parks, you've been out there as you said before, hanging out till four in the morning, gallivanting, big jaying, doing the whole thing. The big J scene out in the combine. Just what you, what, what you think of when you think of ESP,
3: you think, talk of big to J. me. Buddy. So, talk to me. So, all right, here, here's what I'll do. I'll tell you kind of like everything I heard. And then you can help me piece it together because it. with this type of stuff, there's definitely like conflicting. I think sometimes information, right? So I think Javon Hargrave is going to get paid is one wow. thing I'm getting out here. Like he's a, Pass rushing, defensive tackle. The sense I get from again being out and like is that teams are in on him. I think he's going to get absolutely paid. So I think he's someone that could be out of the Eagles price range potentially. I do think there is a, a better chance than we might realize that James Bradbury is going to be back. Wow. I, I think the money we'll see what he ends up getting, but I don't know if he's going to get like 17 million a year. Like I could be wrong about this, but I get the sense that there's mutual. Teams view him
2: as like a two more than a one. Is that kind well, just of the think, thing? I, I you've think been saying that.
3: I think that both, I think the Eagles would like him back and I think he would like to be back. So I, I think that there is something to be done there potentially. Now, again, like this is the, oh, this is where I'm having trouble piecing it all together. I also think the Eagles are, are like, are going to have trouble bringing these guys back because of the money of it. Now they can structure it in ways that can happen, but I think they're preparing as if these guys are gone. Like, I, I think that, we talked about it. Like, I think they're gonna have to find new starters. I think they're gonna have to play young players. But ultimately, if you look at the big free agents, right—Hargrave, Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, uh, James Bradberry, uh, Isaac Sayamalu, you know, we'll see what his money is. And then Miles, TJ, like Epps, those guys aren't gonna get huge money. But but at the end of the day, of those like four main guys that are gonna get a lot of money, I think one of them's gonna be back. I just don't know. I can't figure out from piecing it all together. Which one it's going to be? So wait, like, who's
2: the fourth? The three obvious so big three money guys are Hargrave, Brad, and CJ, GJ. You think Saint Maul gets paid? I think he's gonna get paid. Yeah. Well then he it wasn't the back. Bad. I mean they're not gonna pay Samuel there's you not you don't think so? No, not when you have Jergens. You just play. Jer- I mean, it depends on if Kelsey's coming back. That you're right. I We don't well, know about Kelsey. Kelsey's coming I, back. So do I, and that's yeah, kind of where. But if yeah. Kelsey's coming out, I think they play Jergens at guard. Like that's a yeah. clear cheap option. You're not going to draft the guy in the second round last year and not have him play for two years to start his career. My guess is Jergens is a starting guard next year.
3: Maybe, but I think if Kelsey's back. I think he'll want say look I'm sure he likes Cam Jerrigan's but ultimately there is nobody well, that if else he manages. wants
2: it I mean but if they're going to st- give Sam a huge contract well, to guard when do they well
3: I like we'll see what huge like but at the end of the day they, they value paid a the guard offense. once
2: Brandon Brooks got paid I don't think they've ever really paid well, a guard as much money though I mean that it was was it was but like I don't know They I, value he,
3: the offensive side of the ball they value the offensive line they do. You know if Cam Jerrigan can play guard he might just be the center like So I think that there's a chance that of those four guys, one's going to be back. I I'm I'll tell you this. They're not franchising in my, like they're not franchising Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So I think it's going to just come down to if they can pay him. Um, and I just don't get the sense that he's the priority on this. Like I think of those four guys, I think they would like to have Hargrave back the most. I just, he might be, he might just end up getting too much money, but I think of those four guys, one will be back. I just, I can't, what I haven't pieced together yet is which one it's going to be.
2: So I look, I think it's, I think it's the three, I, I think those three defensive players will get significantly more money than Somalo. Somalo will probably get paid. I, I, you know, he's been a solid offensive lineman for a while. I just,
3: solid for what it's worth. Like, I dude, would
2: be yeah. floored. They have Driscoll who can play guard. Like they got dudes who can play guard. <laughs> I would be absolutely floored if they give Somalo like Brandon Brooks money or something even in that hemisphere. Like I would, I would be shocked, like absolutely stone cold, shocked, especially at the expense of signing one of those defensive guys. Like I'm the, floored.
3: The other thing I would I will put out into the ecosystem that people should think about. I think that Devontae next year is up for a contract. And that is something that is like I think they're probably gonna pay Devontae and As so they should. Good. And Good. so paying Devonte next year, though, does impact what you can do this year, right? Because especially if one of the things, how we want them to structure these deals is, you know, let's say they, let's say they sign Hargrave and Bradbury, right. And they make their caps really small this year, but they make them bigger next year. Like that impacts Devante. And I know the money can always be moved, but just one thing to consider when we're talking about, you know, pay all these guys is if you pay all, like, it's going to be tough to pay AJ and Devonte. And I think they'll do it because it's a smart thing to do, but having a ton of money invested, I mean, think about this. They'll have AJ, one of the highest paid receivers in the league. Goddard, one of the highest paid tight ends hurts. One of the highest paid quarterbacks and Devante is not going to sign a deal where he's like the 18th highest paid receiver. He might not be top five, but he's not going to be outside the top 10. So I think there's a lot of money on that offense and there's going to be a lot more money invested in it too. So I think they have their eye on the future s- smartly when it comes to Devante, which is why I think they are prepared to let defensive guys leave. I just think they have one big move in them. One big move, whether it's Bradbury, Hargrave, I guess maybe Chauncey, but I, I just
2: he would be number three for me. And so, so you think I. they're gonna really strike Like, because we've talked about how he's ability to maneuver and this and that. You think they're just not gonna keep a lot of guys? You think it's really? Gonna yeah, be a I, lot I do
3: not think they're gonna keep a lot of guys. I, I feel very confident
2: about that. So then, what do they do? I mean, are they gonna sign guys from other teams? Are they well, gonna? they have to fill holes on defense, and I know right. they got draft picks, but like, are we talking about like? 10 and 30 both have to start this year? Like, I mean, yeah. maybe 10 does, but like, I, I mean... Well, 30 should start, too.
3: Whoever you take in the first round should be... I mean, I know 30... Well, is not necessarily.
2: I mean, it should, they should play, but it doesn't... I mean, rotation-wise, if they take a defensive lineman, they probably wouldn't be a starter No, there, but, You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I think if they take a defensive tackle at 30, that player could well, defensive definitely... Tack, it could be, but again, yeah. it's all it's all about position and all that. Well, but so I, like,
3: let's look at the holes, right? So, like... And what's interesting is Derek Gunn, I guess, said something on his pod about how maybe they could trade Slay. I would be surprised by that. But if they do that, that opens a ton of money. But so Slay on one side, the corner on the other side. I think it's either Bradbury or I think it's maybe – so I think they, they will sign a veteran. But if you look at 10, like that is a good cornerback spot. I'm just worried about drafting a guy and starting him day one. Uh, in, like, again, they have to do it. You have to evaluate it correctly. Like, But it, it, is, it is tough to do. Safeties, I think Epps probably will be back because he's not going to get a ton of money. Although I do think he's an Arizona possibility. Uh, Gannon really likes him. He knows the defense. Like, So I think Epps is a possibility there. So maybe the Cardinals overpaid for him. But and then if you look at linebacker, I mean, Nakobe is going to have to step in and, and take a Good. jump. He's right? going to be awesome.
2: So I, so I wait think for what N'Kobe. next year will I'm be... I'm calling like, it now. Nakobe's going to be awesome.
3: I think what next year is going to be is the offense is going to have to be great and the defense because of a lot of turnover is probably going to take some time. Cause I just, again, think about all the guys that are just free agents among the starters, right? Uh, Bradbury, CJ, GJ, uh, Epps, both linebackers, um, Brandon Graham, not a starter, but, but basically a starter. Fletcher Cox, like Javon Hargrave, like you're talking about seven of the 11 guys or 12, however you want to name it that play significant snaps that are free to leave. And I think they're going to lose like five of them. So well, then you gotta fill holes. It
2: time. can't just be rookie. They're gonna have to sign other guys. Like they're not, I agree. Happen. Well, the defense is not going to be as talented as it was last. Like they're just not, and, well, and, and Le- they got Gannon out of here and they got a real coordinator in here to actually yeah. make players better. To before, quote CJ, GJ, put players in position to make plays. You yeah. know, it'd be nice. Well, they made
3: a lot of plays this year. So, but, yeah. um, like, but to your point, N'Kobe is gonna ha- like it could be more talented if N'Kobe steps up and is great, if Jordan Davis takes some big step forwards, if Milton Williams is like in more snaps better, it's just gonna be a lot more unknown. I, I just get the sense they are ready for like a turnover on defense in terms of talent, not because they want it, but just because of how things are playing out. And I really, I really.
2: Oh, you're muted. I lost you. Somehow you muted yourself, Elliot. Elliot, you muted yourself. You're muted. You have to... No, on here, you are muted. There you go, buddy. We couldn't hear you. I still can't hear you, though. Uh-oh. I can't hear you. Uh, there we go. Oh, and you just went on and off. I heard you for a half sec. Hit it. There you go. Now? Yeah.
3: The thrills of live podcasting.
2: We're back.
3: Yeah, so um, I think there'll be a lot of turnover on defense. I think they're going to use draft picks on defense, like Bijan Robinson. We'll, I'm sure we'll do like time talking about him. Someone brought this up in the chat, and I do think it's worth bringing up. Did you see the Jalen Carter news? Uh,
2: so I did. I actually saw it in the chat. I was going to bring it up. I did. So he, I I know about that accident. He was involved in that. Or they're so, saying it was just, so break it down. What happened? The
3: police report, or there was a statement put out by the I believe it was the Athens police. And I don't know all the details on this, but I if you if you remember, a member of the team and like a staff member of the team passed away in a car accident. Passed away in a
2: car accident. Yep.
3: So I think what has come out is that Jalen Carter and this guy, the player, were racing. And as a result oh, of God. racing, this happened. Oh, so my God. I guess like Jalen Carter, um, I think they were saying that cars would go over hundred miles an hour. I believe the player had a high alcohol level. I don't believe Jalen Carter was probably given a, a test. Well, right yeah, there. he
2: wasn't. Yeah. They didn't know it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But,
3: um, so yeah, I mean, I believe there's a warrant out for his arrest and wow, you know, I think they're, well, both mis- they're both misdemeanors. They're both misdemeanors and you know, the, to someone brought this up in the chat. Now this is a real thing that happened, but you are going to see prior to the draft, people are going to try to get Jalen Carter to drop. Right, so th- this is going to be up to the Eagles. It's going to be up to their head of security, Dom, like who's great at his job. They're going to have to look into it. They're going to have to be sure about the guy. But the player is unbelievable, and yeah. if, if he might if he, he falls- might
2: be the best player in the draft. You right, know?
3: If, if he falls to like, I mean, he could go one. But let's let's say yeah, it's right. If- yeah,
2: could, I mean, he's the again probably the most time i mean yeah, him or you know whichever quarterback you like the most stroud or whatever you and know? also
3: we say this a lot about jordan davis how he was the most athletic guy on that team there's an argument jalen carter has been the best player on that defense the last two years right even when nicobe and jordan davis were there and uh i can't remember the guy that got trayvon that,
2: walker trayvon walker yeah
3: so like at the end of the day we'll see if he falls close enough where the eagles could move up but this is a situation where if it's now the tough thing is if it's a real deal that does let make him fall then the Eagles also have to decide right you know do you want to take him so yeah yeah but it, it, it's a it's a dynamic fascinating sure. yeah the Eagles really are their homework I think the Eagles have mostly done a good job on these things like so I think if they if they do their homework and they're confident with it yeah and he falls and other teams aren't like absolutely you know like but but they'll have to decide on that but but to that point I think the defense on on the defensive side of the ball is very much going to be dictated by new players like a lot of new starters a lot of young guys to your point i mean steven nelson is not who they'll sign but those type of veterans are probably going to be signed that aren't going to cost a lot of money they've done i think a somewhat poor job You know, if you think about like steven nelson anthony harris like they've not done a great job identifying vet- veteran safety members that can come in and play right away so that's going to be a challenge for them but yeah i i, I think on defense you're looking at a big turnover
2: all right. Last thing that I have before, uh, if you have anything else that you heard and stuff, but but what have you heard on the Hurts contract and what did you make of Howie Roseman's quote yesterday that was very interesting, basically saying Jalen knows that you need a good team around him. He's a smart guy. It's going to be yeah. a great contract, but he understands like is... Is it a real, I mean, he's got an agent who's trying to make money. He's got other quarterbacks. He's got to set markets for like there's all these factors, but the the person Jalen, obviously when he was asked about at the end of the season, you know, what do you what about your contract? He's like, I just want to win. i want to talk about it. Like, is there a chance Jalen actually takes a, a, a team friendly deal with his first ever contract? Is that, well, is that something that we should we should legitimately be hopeful for? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it is a friendly deal but, but also like
3: I think sometimes we think of team-friendly deals as less money. I think the way it'll be- It's the, the way, way the people,
2: contract yeah. is situated, right? Jalen gives how he he work with
3: them. Them. The way Jalen will work with them to make it team-friendly is how it's structured, right? Yeah. Like, yep,
2: yep,
4: yep.
3: you know, players can say something, you know, I want big base salaries every year because that's how I want my money. And that's a sticking point. Maybe Jalen's saying, no, I'll take a big check up front. I'll, you know, we can renegotiate this a bunch of times. Like, I think what Howie was saying, and it's what I said last time when we talked about this on the pod- I think between Jalen Howie and his agent, you're right. There's outside pressure here, the union, like all these things. But I think between those three, they will work to get this done in a way where Jalen gets a ton of money. And Howie said that, like Howie's not hiding from it. He Howie said it's trema-
2: going to get a tremendous contract. what he said.
3: Right. So I think he's going to get a ton of money. And I think they're going to structure this in a way. It's, again, we could already do the pot. Like, like I did on the last one. Oh, what a great deal. Really team friendly. Wow. His cap hits only this in year one. Can't believe how he did that, man. He's really like, that's what it's going to be. So I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday. Why? Like where it's an interesting topic and it's obviously a massive deal for the franchise, but in some way there's just no drama. Like with Carson, there was drama because he was hurt and all this stuff. With Jalen, He's healthy. He's young. He's great. You got to pay him. Like, Look, there's a discussion to be had about paying a quarterback in general, but that's not exclusive to Jalen, right? So ultimately, they're going to pay him, and it's going to be a ton of money. So yeah, I think it's like uh, pretty straightforward. All
2: right. Uh, did you hear anything about how quickly it could get done? I mean, we're assuming – I would assume it's done before free agency. I would think I, it's
3: definitely done before free agency. My guess is, yeah, like w- within the next week, Um, I don't think they're – I, I don't get the sense that they're trying to like rush to get it done before Burroughs and all these people. Like, I think they'll just do, they're going to
2: the do what they're going to do and not yeah, worry. It I about. don't get
3: that sense, but I do think it'll be done quickly. Cause crazy. It's crazy. as It is free agencies in two weeks.
2: That's what like, I mean. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be soon. I mean, March, March 13th is the legal tampering day. I mean, but that's but I, 13 days from the legal yeah. tampering day.
3: And I think, I think they'll want to sign in before then, but I also think they they'll know, have, know what's, yeah, yeah. it's allocated. Like they're, they're, they're not,
2: like, they're not going to go in and be like, oh, I guess we could just yeah, sign probably, lunch, yeah. They're going
3: to be like, oh my God, his cap is 25000000 But yeah. million. Like they're no, aware of course. what it's
2: going to look like. Yeah,
3: yeah, I agree.
2: All right. um, You got anything else? Yeah. Anything else you heard out there? Any other? Now, we get out here. Um, check Elliot out on the radio at 11.30. We talked about
3: we talked about Kelsey. I think Kelsey Kelsey's out here in Indy for what it's like. Yeah, worth.
2: well, I assumed because how he said he was going on with them. That, yeah. Although
3: know, what's interesting is he – could have definitely done that like i mean again we're doing a pod
2: here. of course they could have yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's yeah.
3: so i think it's a little interesting he's out here um and he the he... fact that how
2: he's doing his pod like just the fact that he's even just yeah it's well, right. a
3: pretty good time that he's what are you gonna do it? a whole hour and not talk
2: about and it and then the end be like guess what not coming yeah. back thanks howie for everything you know, good I luck i think him coming out i don't know i just i i, 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 well. I would be at, i'm at the point and again i I'm would no be surprised
3: there. if he retired
2: I would I would be shocked. Like I would really yeah. get. I've gotten to the, I've got myself to the point. Maybe it's wrong that I would be shocked. So I agree. Um, but a part of that is he's going to get paid.
3: So another part of this yeah, whole yeah. Well, right? yeah, yeah. You're right. they you just look. have? That's a, the, my main takeaway from being out here is they have a lot of money on the offense, which means there's not going to be as much in the defense, which means guys are going to leave, and they're going to maybe sign one, maybe two, if like Bradbury's market doesn't come out the way you know like people expect. But ultimately, I think they have one big move in them on defense and the rest. And this is going to be on Howie and the coaching and the scouting staff is finding guys that are cheap that can play. And then yeah. it's going to be on Sean Desai to make those players better. But on defense, it's going to be a tough struggle. And look, I mean, I love this. You don't have to tell me. It's going to be on the offense. Offense wins. It's going to be on Jalen. Like, you remember when Carson signed his deal? Things changed. Carson yep. got released, by the way. But um, yeah, yeah.
2: I feel bad. I mean, there's nothing else to say on Carson. I mean, I see people in the chat being like thoughts on Carson, you know, our thoughts. I mean, like, I, like, I, so I, feel bad I, do, I don't feel bad for him at all. The guy made over a hundred million dollars playing football oh, yeah. well, and yeah. like zero, I have zero sympathy for Carson Wentz. Like, would you take and, him? For and free he's, he's responsible backup? for a lot of it. Like the injuries hurt his career and it sucks, but that's football. He luckily got paid even with the injuries and made a lot of money. There are a lot of players who get injured, and never get paid. Like, I don't know. Like, he never did any like he's you know, kind of a, a you know, that's fair, that's I don't, fair, think, I don't fair. think he's like a bad human, but he wasn't a good eagle. He didn't right. do any like he didn't work on his game, he didn't take accountability for anything. He ultimately forced his way out of town the moment things went bad. Like, yeah, I have no sympathy for Carson. Would like, you good take for him? you, get on out. No, 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 no. I, right, I, not just for the eagles, no team in the NFL would I sign Carson Wentz to be a backup quarterback. Not one. I can't think of someone to be worse. Like, he's, you think he's going to be there mentoring the the young quarterback? or yeah, you'd or have, have to my feel confident
0: out? that like... Yeah, like,
2: like no, I, I, I would not, like, I actually would, I would, like, no joke when I say this, I'd rather have, like, an Ian Book as my backup quarterback than Carson. Yeah,
3: I think there's a lot of logic in that. I think he probably will get, he, he should go, now, I agree, he should retire, like, he should definitely retire, but I do think that if he signs somewhere, he's not going to sign with, like, Atlanta or Chicago, would be my guess. My guess is he's going to go somewhere behind like Mahomes or whoever where wow. it's like you are not the starter, but he'll go there for a year. This way if he goes in, he's in a good situation. So yeah, we'll see. Eagles right. need a backup quarterback too, by the way. They oh, do. Like the and book,
2: okay? Yeah. And not, yeah. All right. Uh final thoughts. Because you have a radio hit. Are you want with Joe and Hugh coming up?
3: I am on with Joe and Hugh. Everyone, w.
2: when you're done with this, switch to the Odyssey app. Switch to WIP. I'll be and on that. get a little extra Elliot. Yeah. Well, and also it'll be in the feed. So you can hear it. Oh, uh, right look at that. Even well. better. Even better. All right. Um, uh,
3: final thoughts. I feel like I have any. I mean, look, I was up till 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, dude. I'm so done with IPAs. Like, I'm officially a light. Welcome beer aboard. I am a late beer drinker.
2: Welcome. I'm in. I, t- it. I dude, I, they're, 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 I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. And yeah. I haven't. Yeah. They're, I'm like guaranteed to feel bad. That it, 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 yeah. It, it, I 100 percent agree. I'm too old for IPAs. It's done. Too it old. Is what it is? It's my I go first to bed. Day. I go to bed at seven o'clock at night. All right. You want to talk about old? All right. Oh, well, it I it fell asleep funny. at like six fifty-five. You last called night, me
3: yesterday, right? and it was like six fifteen, and yep. you were like. I'm about to go to bed, but really, <laughs> I was like, well, first of all, I'm jealous. But yeah. um, the other thing is, so, dude, actually, I don't have anything else.
2: Okay. You sure? I have some airplane
3: thoughts, but they're not that interesting.
2: We'll save them for tomorrow. You got final yeah. thoughts tomorrow, too. Um, uh, quick final thought and then a, a Zoe quote um, or a question she asked. Um, right. uh, I was thinking watching mo- – uh, I can't remember what movie I was watching. I was watching um, Den of Thieves perfectly right. nice action movie entertaining um it'd be so cool to be a stunt driver like to do i just all i want to do is that hey, move where you put where you pull the where you, but if you're great at it and it's movies you're fine you pull hey, the, you, it people, people when you're that. going like 150 and you pull the emergency brake and turn at the, the same time and do the skid around the corner turn and then accelerate yeah. i just want to do that once in my life and when I do that once in my life, I think I'd be awesome at it. I think it'd be the coolest thing you've ever done. I'd well, probably flip the car a few times trying to learn it. I was gonna say, so, it, I'd be great. I'm sure you can do
3: anything you put your mind to. But as someone that's driven with you, I don't know about if going 150 miles an hour and making sudden turns is going to be your your strong suit. I think uh, I think Emily would probably
2: agree with me on this one. Well, but, Emily doesn't like when I do it, but I've I got some I got some moves. I, I I'm just yeah.
3: You're you're uh, uh you you do drive fast, I guess. I, so yeah. Really I yeah. yeah.
2: All right, uh, and then an important question if anyone knows the answer, uh, let Zoe know because yeah. uh, Zoe asked me this the other night, and it was a great question, and I just had to bring it to the pod. So, Elliot, um, from Zoe, okay, do do mermaids know Spanish?
3: I mean, I would guess the Spanish <laughs> one, though, <laughs>
2: there, he just know. looks at me out of nowhere, and it's like. Do mermaids know Spanish? Sure. Well, but you could have countered do mermaids know English? Great point by you, Elliot. See, it's this, you know, that, that you're right. This is like through our own prism. I mean, we look at real. everything. You know, it's Here's great what point. you should have said to Zoe.
3: Do they know sign language?
2: Oh, buddy. <laughs> you know? Well, that's yeah. it. We're done. All right. Uh, check us out tomorrow. Parks Picks Pod. We'll be together again. Thank God. Keep yes. leaving me going away. <laughs> um Dude, and, trust uh, me.
3: I'm very ready to get home.
2: I'll bet you are. All right, you got to be on the radio. Everyone in the chat. All my heart. I love you guys with all. Yeah,
3: 34 people there. watching, like very, a good yeah. showing from the real world. John like,
2: and actually. Jeremy and Dank and Mo and I saw our yeah. buddy Stokes in here and Tommy Drew I mentioned before. Gary. Like just Tommy, yeah. awesome, awesome stuff. We Jeremy, all you, yeah, lots of super, good people, super awesome. We had a blast uh, interacting and all that stuff, and we'll do it again tomorrow, uh, round. Tennis tomorrow. So, so tune in for that too. Parks picks pod. Until then, he's on him, James. Boom.